I'm Carly Palmer Webb, a gender and sexuality researcher, entrepreneur, enthusiastic Jesus lover, and the Christian sex educator. I believe that you can fully embrace your faith and pursue sexual wholeness in every life stage. And I'm here to help you do just that. I provide research-based info to help you prepare for and build sexual relationships worth all the hype, shame not included. This is the Christian Sex Educator Podcast. Hello, my friends, and welcome back to the Christian Sex Educator Podcast. I'm so excited to have my first guest here today on the podcast. Her name's Erin Palmer. You probably recognize the last name or at least half of it. She is married to my brother. She's my sister-in-law. And she's also an intuitive eating coach and body image specialist. I'll have her introduce herself in just a second. But I brought Erin on today because as part of my master's thesis when I was in grad school, I studied the impact that body image has on a person's sexual relationship. And as you can guess, and as many of us have experienced, the impact is quite large, but it was not part of my master's thesis, um, how to deal with this or how to improve body esteem, if that's a struggle for you. And because Erin's an expert, I thought I would bring her on and she could speak to this other piece. So thanks so much for joining me today, Erin. I'm oh, so glad that you're here. Oh, I'm so glad to be here. <laughs> thanks will for you just, of course, will you just tell us a little bit more about yourself before we jump into our questions? Yes. So I studied exercise science. I, I have a degree in exercise science and how the body works. And I've always been fascinated by the incredibleness of the human body. At the same time, um, I got sucked into body shame really early as a girl, as like in my early teens. And that influenced my life in some really powerful ways. And so um, about 10 or 11 years ago, I realized, and I'll like, this needs, this needs to end. Like I can't keep living like this. And so basically I just um, dug into every resource I could find about how to, how to improve your body image, but also how to make peace, right? Like how to make peace with the body that we have. And so, yeah, I'm a mother of three and I have, I have two daughters and one son. And so even more so I wanted to live a life and, and yeah, have things in place in my life that taught my girls how to love and honor and respect their bodies and to see them for what they are. So yeah. So that's a little bit about me. Not super exciting. Pretty average, pretty average human. (laughs) It is exciting. And for those of you listening, Erin has played a pretty significant role in um, my development as far as body esteem goes and my understanding of my body and the role that it should play in my life. And I'm really grateful for her. And so I'm excited for you to learn from her too. So Erin, we're going to jump in with the first question, if that's okay. Yes. Um, my first question for you is why does body peace or feeling comfortable and confident in your body really matter? Well, number one is because your body goes everywhere with you. (laughs) Like literally your body is the vehicle by which you experience your life. Right. And so if you're uncomfortable in it and if you dislike it, and if you're hyper-focused on your body, it influences 
every interaction you have, every choice you make, what you choose to put in your body, what you choose to put on your body, how you choose to interact with others, if you choose to interact with others. Like it, it is the thing I think that influences us and determines how we show up in our life. I think it's one of the top, the top things that does that. And so I think it's kind of like the one that way that I like to describe it with clients is it's like, it's almost like if you're wearing clothes that are too tight, right? It's like you, you go so that you go to a party and your clothes are too tight. And as much as you're trying to engage, you're just constantly aware, right. Of this uncomfortable feeling on your body. This, like you're constantly readjusting and fixing your clothes because there's just this constant awareness of, of that. And I think that that's similar to when we carry around that emotional baggage of our bodies, right. We're just, it's constantly there. It's following us everywhere. And so I think that that's one of the huge reasons why learning to yeah make peace with our bodies is important. And I do want to clarify that I think sometimes people misunderstand and think that I need to love my body. I need to love it. And the truth is, is like that, that is really nice. And, and honestly, that is an incredible end goal to have, but for some people that feels really unattainable. Like it feels too far-fetched in a way. And so that's why I like to refer to it as body peace or body neutrality. It's the, it's just the absence of conflict, right? The absence of this wrestle inside of you of trying to tell yourself that you're good enough, right? It's, it's to me, the ultimate goal is getting to a place where you're not thinking about your body at all because you're so busy living your life and experiencing all of the ups and the downs and the beauty that comes with living in a mortal body, living on earth in a life, right? I love that so much. And I'm curious now hearing you talk about that. I'm like, wait, can you explain a little more the difference between what you refer to as body peace and um, being confident in the way that we look? Can you explain the difference between those things? No, totally. Okay. So, uh, and, and there may be, there are people in the body image space that disagree on this idea, but, um, for a long time, body love was like hashtag body love. You know, we were going for body love, love your body. And while I understand what they're trying to say with that, the problem is that the focus is still on your body. Like when you're focusing all of your time and attention on trying to love your body, that's also taking you from living and experiencing your life. And so I think to me, body peace is a recognition that our body, once again, is a vehicle. It's, it's a, it's a vehicle for us to experience our life. It is not our life. It's not a representation of our goodness or our worthiness or our value in any way. And so it's coming, body peace is coming to understand that like, I am who I am right now. And that's okay. And that doesn't mean that if I I can't be healthier, right. I can't make better choices, but it's out of a place of respect and gratitude, not, not out of a place of, I can love my body when it reaches this point. It's more, it's more acceptance, right. It's more accepting where we at. And what's ironic about that is that um, when we actually accept our bodies, studies show that we are more likely to engage in healthy behaviors to take care of them versus versus this idea of like working towards body love or working towards this change in order to then be worthy of love. It's actually acceptance that that oftentimes gets us to where we want to be. 
health-wise a lot of times. So yeah. I don't know. Did that answer your question? No, but, no, that was perfect. I appreciate that. It's really easy for me to trust to trust what you say because I've seen a lot of that transition for you. Obviously, how old were you when I met you? 24? Um, when I got married, yeah, 24. Tw- yeah, so we met when we 24. I married Kim when I was 25, yeah. Okay, so, so it's been over 10 years 10 since years. we met. And that obviously- old, Carly. It's been 10 <laughs> years, okay? No, I, just, I just 10 years, yes. Yes. Obviously, I'm- you had, I mean, this journey started a long time before we met, but in those 10 years, so much has changed for you, and you've you've been able to find a lot of peace in your own body and watching you go through that process has been really inspiring for me. But because I've seen that, it's really easy for me to listen to what you say and say, yep, she's legit. She knows what she's talking about. But for people who are listening, who don't get to know you as well as I do, I didn't prepare you for this question. Sorry about that. But I just want to hear a little bit about how you would describe the difference in your life now compared to say 10 years ago? That is such a good question. Um, What is crazy is I was actually thinking about this a while ago. So many of the things that I'm involved in now in my life, and I'm not just talking about my work. I'm I'm talking about like even hobbies that I've tried to, I've, I've pursued and I'm working towards are available to me and I participate in them because of the journey that I took to make peace with my body. And so what that looked like for me was, you know, 10 plus years ago, I was constantly living from a place of what does my body look like to other people? Like I didn't want, I remember specifically one time, not, I turned down a date with a boy that I was actually excited to go on a date with because he wanted to go rock climbing. And I was so insecure about the idea of my bottom in a harness, right? Him being able, like, all I could see was him seeing my body in a harness and I didn't want him to do that. And so I I literally turned down this date or there were other activities that I didn't engage in or, or even like relationships, right? Like people that I didn't feel confident talking to because maybe they, in my mind, were more attracted than me. I'm talking about like girls, right? Like girls. Yeah. I'm not like, they're too cute. I'm not good enough to talk to them. (laughs) Like things like that, like, which is just wild now to think about, but I lived my life so small because I was constantly evaluating my own self, my body from the outside in, like what it must look like to other people. And as I've learned to take this journey of body peace, I've learned to live my body from the inside out, meaning I've learned to trust myself. I've learned to rely on who I am and experience my life from the outside in. So for example, like I'm learning to serve from inside out, from inside out, excuse me. Thank you. Yes. From the inside out. (laughs) Thank you. Thank you for clarifying that. Yeah. From the inside out. So like, for example, um, today, this even is just an example of today. Today, I went on an early morning surf with a friend. I'm learning how to surf. I'm not very good. And past Aaron would have constantly been worried about what I looked like to the people on shore. Right. And, and I even noticed like my, I chose the wrong swimsuit bottoms to wear (laughs) on on these waves. And so one of my cheeks just kind of kept escaping. And so, (laughs) and so for the first little bit, like on my board, I kept trying to like, I kept focusing on pulling out, like pulling it down and pulling it down. And then I realized I'm like, I'm not like, I am in the middle of this incredible ocean right now. And it is beautiful. 
and the wind is blowing and I'm with friends and I feel so much joy and happiness inside my body. Like I really did feel like I could feel it in my body. And it, but it wasn't until I stopped being distracted by what, you know, some, I, I don't want anyone to see my bum, you know, my bum cheek. And I, and I, I believe in modesty, but what I'm saying is, I think that's a perfect example of when we are hyper aware of our bodies, we don't actually get to feel the emotions and the feelings that life is continually offering us. And um, so I think honestly, that for me, more than anything, I feel more confident with being imperfect. And because I feel more confident being imperfect and I'm okay with that, I, I'm okay with my body changing. I'm, I'm, I give a lot more self-compassion to myself as, as I go through stages of, um, you know, pregnancy and postpartum and, and also being really fit and really like, I just, I'm able to have compassion for myself. And that is, that's huge. And that affects how I show up with other people too, because I'm able to extend that same self-compassion to them as they go through stages in their life. Um, but more than anything, I think there's just this rooted confidence in being good enough as I am right now that just permeates every part of my life. I love that so, so much, Erin. Thanks for sharing. <laughs> You're um, I want to transition a little bit into how the way we feel about our body might impact our sexual relationship in our marriage. I get a lot of questions about this, specifically from women, but not only for women or not only from women, sorry. And I just want to hear your thoughts. How do you think the way that we feel about our body might impact the way that we show up in our sex life? Oh, how does it not impact the way that we show up? Like, that's the better question, right? Like growing up as girls, we, we learned very quickly that how we looked determined how others interacted with us. Right. And we, we internalized those messages very quickly. Like we saw our, our well-meaning mothers, right? We saw our well-meaning mothers complimenting other women on looking beautiful or dressing beautiful, or we saw the quote unquote cute girls get chased at recess. You know what I mean? Or we, we constantly had these messages coming into us all the time um, that how we looked, yeah, was a determination of how others should treat us and interact with us. Getting ready in the morning was like, hurry and get ready. You need to look nice. Like instead of you need to be a nice person, it's like, you need to look nice. And that message gets internalized, right? And so so I think that what that did was that caused us to focus on our external and how we appear to others. And then you partner that with the impossible expectations and, and standards that have been given to us and that are unrealistic. And, and somewhere deep down that little girl heart of ours took those messages and created this idea of worthiness being based on how we looked. And so I think we, we began to believe that we were only worthy of love and admiration and respect if our bodies looked a certain way. And we brought that with us and we bring that with us in relationships. In fact, that is that was actually the genesis of my body image journey was getting married and, and being intimate with Kimball. And I remember there was just a day where I felt like, I could not believe that he loved me. 
Like I, I couldn't actually believe it. And it was like, which is ridiculous because I'm like, this guy literally just married me. <laughs> you know what I mean? like, and he had options, right? Like he chose me. He literally chose me, but I still, because I didn't love myself, I could not believe that he possibly loved me. When I expressed that to him, it hurt, that hurt him so deeply. And that was when I realized like, oh, this is a me problem. You know, like this is, this is not, this is not how he sees me. This is how I see me. I think that's the thing about intimacy is it is the most, one of the most vulnerable things that we participate in, in our bodies. Right. And, and I mean, intimacy, I, sex and intimacy are different things. You talk about that. Right. But I mean, like sex in the form of intimacy of grow of of being seen by another person and like fully, truly seen. There's something that can be so liberating and beautiful about that. But on the flip side, because it is so vulnerable, there's something that can be, that can be so painful, right. And mm-hmm. even destructive if it's, if it's not used in the right way and if it's not experienced in the right way. And so I think because we are having to be so vulnerable in sex and when in trying to be intimate, to build a relationship with another person, right? When we don't like what we see, it's impossible for us to believe that someone else would also, like it's impossible to truly be seen because we're, we're guarded, we're holding things back. We're not fully immersed in the experience. And I have worked with clients who have so many different ranges of body types and body sizes. And they would look at each other and say, wait, why do you have a problem being naked? Do you know what I mean? Like, why, what is wrong? Like, what, what, what are you? But that's, what's so interesting is, is it's, it actually has nothing to do with the size and shape of our bodies and has everything to do with how we think about and how we see our bodies that influences how we are able to give and receive love and, and truly be seen by another person. Yeah. It's so interesting that even in a marriage relationship where we are with the one person in the whole world who has signed up to spend their entire lives with us <laughs> when we feel uncomfortable in our bodies it's it's as if we're still terrified of rejection constantly even though this person has already chosen us they clearly want to be with you and they're committed to you. And that commitment isn't going to change. But when we're uncomfortable in our bodies, there's still kind of this wall that keeps us from connection, this wall that we put up because we're afraid of rejection in some form, even if that rejection just looks like our spouse, not thinking that we're attractive. Well, and yeah, I think this, the fear of rejection and fear of not being worthy, right? That's like mm-hmm. truly like what rejection rejection is, is like fear of not being enough. Yeah. And, and it, what's interesting is there's actually a research that was done by Brene Brown and she was in a room and I'm going to probably slaughter this because I didn't, I didn't prepare to share this actually, but she was in a room and it had guys and girls and she was talking, doing research about vulnerability. And a girl was like brought up you know, I, about sex, like, I just feel like men are constantly judging my body. Like, I feel like I can't actually engage. I can't actually experience, have a sexual experience because I'm so hyper aware of like, Oh, don't put your hand there. Oh, you know, like, where does my body look like here? And Oh, please don't touch that part or whatever. And this boy, a young, a young in his early twenties, he like literally slammed his hand on the table and said, 
you have no idea. He's like, we are not doing that at all. He's like, why do girls think that we're not doing that? He's like, we are just so desperately wanting to be seen and loved by you. We are not judging you. Like we're not judging you at all. But we, especially as women, man, we have that whole checklist in our mind of what we should look like. And, but we've created that. We've created that worthiness checklist and attractiveness checklist, even though it's totally different oftentimes than what our husband is yeah. as attractive. And yeah, I got like tingles down my spine when you were <laughs> sharing that about the research. I mean, Brene Brown is obviously the queen of vulnerability, but yeah. just that specific experience and about the man's just sharing, we want to be seen and loved too. Yeah. In a sexual relationship, we both have to show up that way, willing to be seen and yeah. willing to spend our mental time and energy seeing our partner instead of focusing inward on our own insecurities. And that's hard to do, but we'll make those sexual experiences so much better. So Erin, yeah. tell us a little bit. Oh no, go ahead. Did you have something? No, I was just going to say, actually, that's what's really beautiful is I think that sexual experiences are a great opportunity to practice the skills of like, okay, I'm feeling insecure in my body. I'm feeling this, but I'm going to choose to set that aside and to be present in my body and to experience this, it's an, it's an incredible opportunity to kind of break down some of those walls, I think. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Anyway, I love that. No, that's perfect because I was going to ask, what do you recommend that people, maybe especially women, do during sexual encounters to shift that focus? What are the skills that we can practice, like you mentioned, to help us turn our minds and our focus from negative feelings about our body to being present with this person that we love so much? Yeah, that is such a, such a good question. So number one is I would say, focus on being present in your body. And what I mean by that is focus on what it feels like in your body to be part of that experience, you know, feel your, I'm trying to not get like explicit, but right. Like, like, (laughs) like, you know, feel your back feel what it feels like to have the bed pushing against your, like pushing back, like creating, right. Pushing back on your back, feel what that feels like to be kissed on your neck or on your cheek, or, you know, like feel it from your body, not from this out of body experience. Look like looking in on yourself and judging yourself, but just being present. And Dr. Um, Lexi and Lindsay kite from beauty redefined. They talk about this a lot about embodiment, about being present in your body. And I, and I think it takes, it takes effort. And it's not like one of those things where it's like at the beginning of a sexual encounter, you just have to do it once. You might have to do it again and again and again and again, depending on how often and how frequently you leave your body to judge yourself, if that makes sense. So I think, I think focusing on being a receiver of pleasure, right? What does that feel like feeling it from the inside out? But another thing is this idea of being a giver and a receiver, like you get to be the giver, right? Too. And, and so celebrating this idea that your body can create this incredible pleasure for someone that you love and deeply care about, like your body is the vehicle that's allowing you to be able to do that for them. I love that perspective. I don't think I've ever thought about it quite that way in regards to sex. I mean, because 
I have been able to listen to you teach about this and talk about it for several years. I had definitely thought a lot about being grateful that our body is the vehicle that allows us to experience life. But I haven't really thought about that in the context of a sexual experience with our spouse, that my body is the reason that I get to be here and that I get to participate in this with my husband and that I get to receive pleasure and give pleasure without my body this wouldn't even be possible for me. I think that's a really beautiful perspective. Okay, so one thing one thing that I realized and have thought about a lot since is that the role of Jesus Christ was to bring us back to the presence of God, right? And in order to do that, we had to be cleansed from sin, for one. And don't worry, I'm going to go somewhere with this. We had to be cleansed from sin. And so that's, he performed his atonement, right? He, he overcame sin, but his, his role didn't end there right? He then continued with, he died and then was resurrected again. He took his body back so that we could have our bodies back. And that to me is a testament of the role that our bodies play in God's plan for us. Like our bodies are important enough that we get to keep them forever. It's not like, oh, go to earth, try this on for a couple of years or, you know, a <laughs> couple of decades, whatever, you know, and then leave it behind because the most important parts you'll already have figured out. It's like, no, our bodies are some of the most important parts, like learning to live and experience in our body and what that what that does for us is part of God's plan for us. And so I think recognizing and remembering that that's what, for me, this idea of our body is a vehicle by which we experience life. It's an eternal vehicle. Like mm-hmm. it is, it is something that we will have an eternal relationship with for the rest of forever. Gosh, Eric, I love listening to you. You're such a good teacher. Again, that's not something that I had really spent much time considering. And I appreciate that perspective. Okay. I, the last question I have for you before we chat a little bit about the program that Aaron recently launched, um, I want to ask you what we can do now to mentally prepare for body changes in the future. I think first and foremost, we need to recognize and truly internalize that bodies were meant to change. They never were meant to stay the same. And this hustle that we have in our lives and our society to, to basically push off aging and any sort of change in our bodies is ultimately fruitless. Right. But, and so I think learning to just accept that bodies change, but also learning to recognize and be aware of the thoughts and ideas that we have about what our bodies should or should not be. Um, those, one thing that I think is really helpful to understand is that those are ideas. Those are social constructs. A construct is just an idea that a large group of people decide to agree with. So there are lots of constructs, right? Girls should wear pink, boys should wear blue. That's a construct. Um, that's just an idea. And what's funny, but we, we, we oftentimes hear constructs and we just agree with them, right? So it's like, oh, I'm not supposed to have cellulite. Okay, well, I'm not supposed to have cellulite. <laughs> but it's like, no, that's just an idea. Just like how you parent your children, there are a wide variety of ideas and you can choose and pick which ones work for you and which ones don't. It's the same for your body, right? So you can say like, okay, I'm not supposed to have cellulite. Well, that's not going to work for me because I do, I have cellulite and I have stretch marks and telling myself that I shouldn't have those doesn't help me show up in my life the way that I want to show up. So guess what? I can choose to reject that idea 
and create a new one instead saying, no, my body has earned the right to have stretch marks, you know, or my body has, or like, those are just like simple ideas. But I think number one is learning to recognize, yeah, the bodies are always changing. Number two, learn to analyze and be aware of the thoughts that you have about your body because they come up all the time. And then learning how to re rewrite those thoughts to be something that serves you instead of something that you become a slave to. I love that. Okay. So if you are wanting to learn a little bit more about what Erin teaches, I know that these ideas can sound really appealing and really exciting and really freeing, but getting to the point where you can live from the inside out is a challenge. And so I wanted Erin to tell us a little bit about a program that she just launched and how it might be helpful for women who struggle with negative body esteem. Will you tell us about it, Erin? Yes. Awesome. So yes, Carly. So it's a 12 week program and a huge part of the work that we do is we get to the bottom of what are these thoughts and ideas that you have about your body and also about food. I've noticed that, that so much of a lot of body shame and food shame are, are closely connected. And so this Mm -hmm. course attacks both actually pretty aggressively. And we (laughs) basically, what we do is we, we just talk about like, what, yeah, what are those ideas Um, that we have about our bodies that cause us to behave in the way we're currently behaving. And then how do we rewrite those? How do we reprogram those? And then we, we talk about, we develop skills and practices that you can apply to your life daily, simple skills and simple practices in order to help you do kind of like what we talked about, help you reconnect with yourself, help you to be present in your own body, help you to celebrate what your body can do. um, Just things like that. Ultimately, the end goal of the program is to provide women with the opportunity to then turn their attention from their body and their diets or their food and turn it to their life, like to living their life, like to showing up in their life exactly how they've always dreamed of showing up. So that's basically the program is just stepping stones and tools to help you get to that point to where you feel neutral about your body you enjoy movement and feel at peace and confident around food. I love that. Okay. So if Aaron's program sounds like something that you might want, or you feel like you need these stepping stones towards body peace and letting go of dieting culture, she has a webinar as well. That's totally free where you can kind of be introduced to some of these stepping stones, some of the ideas that she teaches women to help them get to that point. It's called three keys to get control of food without ever dieting again which I love so much. I've watched it. It's fabulous. So I'm going to link that in the show notes and you can watch that and learn more at the end of the webinar about her full 12 week program. If you want to watch the webinar, go to the show notes below this episode and you can find the link straight to it. But Erin, will you tell us where else people can find you if they want to learn more from you? Um, I think the best way to connect with me, I do have an Instagram body peace collective Um, in all transparency, I'm not on there very often. I honestly check in about once a month, but I do answer messages. So if you're willing to wait a couple of weeks, (laughs) I can, you can send me any questions that you have there. Um, also being a part of my course, my course is a digital course that allows you to go at your pace. However, there are check-ins each month. So we do like, um, group zoom calls and coaching calls and things like that. Also 
in the course, there's a private Facebook group for women only that are trying to work through these things and kind of have their own community. Because sometimes we don't have that support in our own families or friend groups as we're trying to learn to make peace with our body. And so uh, there is a, yeah, a private Facebook group and I jump in on there. Um, so, so those are some good ways, but, but yeah, Instagram probably is a good place. If you're maybe, just, maybe you're just a, putting your toe in the water, low place, but yes. a good place to connect. Yes. 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 <laughs> you, can, yeah, you can connect with me there. Well, thanks so much, Erin, for having this conversation with me today. You're such a good teacher and I'm excited for people to get to learn from you. So thank oh, you so much. Awesome. Thank you for having me here, Carly. You're doing such important work. Thank Keep you so much. Up. You finished another episode of the Christian Sex Educator Podcast. That's one more step in preparing for and building the kind of sexual relationship that you're really hoping for. So congrats. For episode details and links, check out the show notes or head over to thechristiansexeducator.com slash podcast. And don't forget, God invented sex and it is oh so good. Come back soon.